0: your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today are you caring for an aging parent are you searching for answers welcome to senior care live a program dedicated to you providing information education and resources helping you become the best caregiver you can be i'm your host steve keeker and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. You are appreciated. As always, if you have a question, you can visit us online at Senior Care Live. That's L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com or call 1-800-331-6445. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a Consumer Alert. Consumer Alert. Okay, so I'm going to paint a picture for you uh, today that's just very, very commonplace. So your mom is living at home independently, but now she could use some hands-on care. And rather than hire a home care company to help out, you quit your job. You're the daughter. You quit your job to provide her care and to help her. And, you know, your mom feels bad because you had to quit your job and she offers to pay you for the care that you provide. And you're not really wanting the money, but you need the money to pay your own expenses because, you know, you still have a car payment and taxes and insurance and your own home uh, expenses, etc. So you reluctantly agree to accept her payment for your, the caregiving uh, services that you're providing. So you go to your mom's house and you stay there for several hours per day and you help her get dressed, you help her to and from the bathroom, uh, you know you help with her with taking her shower you know a few times a week and you do some light housekeeping, you make some meals and you may even run some errands with her to pick up groceries and medicine at the pharmacy and uh, you take her to and from her doctor's appointments because she can't always remember what the doctor says. So you're there with her for those appointments as well. Now your mom pays you $15 per hour. And this saves her 5 to $10 an hour when compared to hiring a home care company. There's nothing wrong with hiring a home care company, uh, but, but she's going to save a little bit of money and it provides you with an income to help you pay your bills and expenses. All right. So over a month, this averages to about $3,500 a month or $42,000 per year. And this works out well. She can remain at home and age in place, and you have an income. And let me say, no one can provide care for her like you can. So uh, this is a win-win situation. And you're able to have this arrangement for the following two years. Uh, But now she's declined to the point where she's going to require 24-hour care and it's time to move to an assisted living community. So you find a great assisted living community and they're providing excellent care for your mother. And she's getting 24 hour care, she's able to stay there for another year. And then she experiences an unexpected health issue. And now she needs long-term care level of care. It's also known as a nursing home. So she moves to a long-term care community where she receives 24-hour per day medical care by highly trained and qualified staff. And they're doing a good job providing a high level of care for her. However, It's getting pretty expensive, and mom is starting to run out of money. You're very concerned about that. And eventually, over the next 12 months, mom runs out of money and qualifies for Medicaid. Now, this is where we get into a major, major issue. So when qualifying for Medicaid, the state looks back five years to see if you made any gifts. And I'm putting air quotes around the word gift Okay, so a gift can be cash, Uh, it could be birthday or holiday gifts, it could be selling an item for below market value, it could be the transfer of property. There are lots of examples of what a gift is. Now, the state asks about all of the checks that you wrote to your daughter, because you were just paying, you were just writing her a check, sometimes gave her cash. And you explain that she quit her job to take care of you and you pay her in cash or you write her checks. And this is uh, uh, this is for legitimate hands-on care that your daughter provided for you. Now, this is what they will ask you. Well, ma'am, do you have a care contract? And you're like, wait a minute, a, a what? What, what? What was that? They said a care contract. And you're like, no. What, what is a care contract? And they go on to explain that if you pay an individual for care, even if that person is your family member, and in this example, your daughter, you must have a care contract in place. Now, a care contract is essentially an employment agreement, is what is It's what it is. So, you know, you provide, you know, A, B, and C, and I pay you, you know, X dollars for the care that you provide. So it's just all above board, an employment agreement, essentially. So they go on to explain that without a care contract in place, all of the money paid out that you paid to your daughter for legitimate care is considered a gift. Now, I totally disagree with it, but this is the law. And I, I just, I, I hate this part of the law. Um, I, I think there should be some exceptions, but the bottom line is this is the law. And unfortunately, there have been other people in the past who have tried to shelter some of their money. By paying their kids to, and I'm going to put air quotes, provide care for them, wink, wink, nod, nod. When in fact the kids did not provide care whatsoever. That's just a way to kind of shift some cash to the kids, keep it in the family. And uh, by the way, that's that's you can't do that. <laughs> All right. So when people act badly, it makes everyone else pay the price. So, because of previous issues like this one, the state just assumes you're guilty before proven innocent. They just assume everyone is trying to pull a fast one, and they make you prove that you are actually and truly paying for real care. Now, the Medicaid gift penalty, so Medicaid has a gifting penalty. They look back five years, and they have a gifting penalty of a, I'm going to round it off to easy math, $6,000. It's just a little bit more than that. It's different in each state, uh, but 6000 So meaning for every $6,000 you made in a gift, the state will not pay for your nursing home costs for one month. So for example, if you made a $30,000 gift take $30,000 divided by $6,000. The answer is five. Therefore, the state will not pay for your nursing home care for five months. And then at that point, the gift is considered paid back or cured. Then they'll pay the cost from the six-month moving forward, right? So that's how a gift is basically paid back. So the issue is who will pay for the nursing home costs for that five-month penalty period. Who's gonna do it? You don't have any money left, so who's gonna pay it? In this case that I just laid out, the penalty would be 14 months, 14 months, meaning because you did not have a care contract, the state will not pay for your nursing home costs for the next 14 months. Then they will begin to pay on month 15. So again, the question is you are now out of money. Who will who in your family or who on earth will pay you know, $7,750 a month for the next 14 months to take care of that gifting penalty? And the answer is there usually no one can do that. Uh, and in this case, that money was was paid to a daughter providing legitimate care. They just didn't know about this whole care contract issue. Now, if you don't need Medicaid uh, uh, f- uh, you know, within five years of the last payment, then it's not a problem, but a lot of people do, and it is a major problem. This is a huge, major, major issue. So if this got your attention and you want to get a properly drafted care contract in place, and this has to be written per the laws in your state, Kansas, Missouri, or any state in the country, you must contact an elder law attorney immediately. And I mean right now. (laughs) Right, It is worth every single penny... That you will pay them for their expertise, and uh, and 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 I promise you, you're you're not going to be able to go out and just Google, you know, care contract and download a cheap cheap generic contract for nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. That you need to get this taken care of properly because it could come back to haunt you. It's worth every single penny you will pay them for their expertise, and also a good elder law attorney may be able to help you minimize that gifting penalty if you've already provided care for a certain period of time without a care care contract. So here's the bottom line. Seek expert advice from an experienced elder law attorney absolutely immediately. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right. Now the Senior Care Live question of the week When providing care for your family member or receiving care from a family member, like the story I just shared, the following must be paid, A, federal and state income taxes on the caregiver's income, B, payroll taxes on the caregiver's income, C, the care recipient must pay all employer-based payroll taxes, D, all of the above, or E, none of the above. The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget, you can stream the program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app, Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. And this all ties in together, doesn't it? When providing care for your family member or receiving care, from a family member like the story I shared in the first uh, in the first segment at the top of the program the following must be paid a federal and state income taxes on the caregiver's income b payroll taxes on the caregiver's income c the care recipient is responsible to pay all employer-based payroll taxes d all of the above or e None of the above, and the answer is D, all of the above, all of the above, and how many people realize that you you quit your job? You're just trying to keep your mom at home that she wants to stay home she doesn't want to you know hire a home care company and so she's paying you a little bit a fair amount to help her with her care how many realized it could cause so many issues I promise you most people are just jumping into action they're loving on and caring for uh, their their elderly parents and they don't think anything about this stuff and that's why I bring it up because you know just just major major issues there so one we talked about you you know, needing a care contract to avoid Medicaid penalties should you need Medicaid to move into a nursing home in the next five years. And then uh, the other issue is an issue on taxes. So you will owe taxes uh, no matter what. Now, that's if you choose to report your earnings. Uh, I would suggest that you do all of this above board and do it properly and do it legally. If you Choose not to report that, then uh, you know maybe you'll get away with it, maybe you won't. Uh, but uh, what in, what kind of uh, encouraged me to think about this and then and then run this report in consumer alert is earlier in the week i saw a commercial and they 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 were talking about paying nanny taxes now this is taxes for hiring a caregiver to uh, you know take care of your kids but it's the same concept you're paying someone for care and they were saying that their big alert on this commercial very well done commercial was that if you receive over $100 per week, then you owe taxes. And it's a service called HomePay, and uh, they can help you track that and pay taxes. I suppose you could do a W&I, an independent contractor. Just, uh, I, I would talk to your accountant, uh, whoever, you know, your tax preparer about that. And so the, the bottom line is, you know, you're, you're going to owe some taxes on that if you do this properly. And as always, of course, I suggest that you do handle this properly. So, you know, this is, frankly, this is why so many people hire a home care company. And uh, a home care company is a service a company that sends in caregivers into your home and they provide non-medical in-home assistance and so they can help you with you know getting dressed and helping you you know in and out of the shower and uh, they can help you with your grooming and and making meals for you some light housekeeping they can run errands for you or with you they can take you to social appointments uh, you know donuts with the guys friday morning or take you to get your hair done take you to church Uh, you know, run out and and get groceries with you, pick up medications. Uh, They're just helping you do all of those uh, what the what the industry, the senior care industry calls activities of daily living. So they can they can help out a lot. They're just tremendously helpful and they can help keep you in your home for maybe years to come. So to compare this with home health care this past week, I had a Zoom consultation with a really nice couple, and she kept saying home health care and Medicare and all this kind of stuff. Home home care is different than home health care. Home health care is paid for by Medicare, and you can hire a Medicare-certified home health agency to send out a nurse or a physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist to come to your home on a per visit basis, usually anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour long visit, maybe once or twice, possibly three times a week uh, to help you out with some medical situation or need in your home. Now that's different. Home care is not a nurse. It's not paid for by Medicare. It's paid for out of pocket and they can help you in your home with non-medical in-home assistance, and uh, it's it's a wildly popular service. Uh, there is a cost, obviously. In our area, I would say that it's going to average somewhere between. This is kind of right down the middle. It could be a little less. It definitely could be more, but somewhere between twenty to twenty-five dollars per hour. And uh, some people said, oh, gosh, you know, that seems a little expensive. Well, uh, just think about this. You know, you might be able to have someone come in maybe four hours a day, two or three times a week to help out, and maybe that's just enough For you, maybe you don't need, uh, you know, 24 hours a day or 8 or 10 or 12 hours per day. Maybe you just need a little bit, a few days, two, three days a week. And maybe that's the difference between staying at home or moving to a community. And obviously, there's nothing wrong with moving to a community. If you're not ready for that, uh, or maybe you just don't want to, you would prefer to stay home, you can do that. It's a very cost-effective way to help accomplish that goal. Now I also wanted to offer and I haven't offered this in a long time uh, but a- again <laughs> working with some clients uh, working currently working with some clients and their parents are home and she said look you know I need to screen uh, and call some home care companies and I would like to interview you know maybe two or three of them and then I'm going to choose one to help my parents in their home. They would like to try to stay there a little bit longer. And then at the same time, they're working with me and my firm, Senior Care Consulting. And we're going to proactively search for some senior care communities that have two levels of care, assisted living. So once they're ready to move from their home, they're going to, they're going to need the assisted living level of care. And they want it connected to long-term care. So these communities need to have both assisted living and long-term care so that her parents can then age in place and not have to move again. So we've put together this, this whole plan of bringing in home care into their home so that they can stay there for the next, you know, maybe three to six months. Maybe this gets them to the springtime and out of the crummy weather over the wintertime. And maybe COVID is less of an issue in the springtime. And then at that point, then we're going to pull the trigger. We're going to move from home to this assisted living community. And then at that point they can age in place. So uh, she said, do you know of some home care providers? So I gave her the name of two or three excellent home care providers. And then I sent her a free home care screening tool. And this is a list of a lot of questions that you can use to ask the home care companies that you are basically interviewing before you choose one. So I would like to offer this to all of our listeners free of charge. Uh, Just give us a call at 1-800-331-6445. Leave us your name and your email address and I'll be happy to email you our free home care screening tool totally free of charge just call and we'll send one out to you we're going to have a whole lot more coming up right away you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcasts of every recent episode of this program. How about that? All right, so we're talking about screening home care companies. And again, if you want your very own list of screening questions, the home care screening tool, feel free to give us a call, 1-800-331-6445. Or you could also send an email or just go to the website, SeniorCareLive.com, and just request one of those free of charge need your name, your email address, and we'll email that out to you. It's just a bunch of questions standardized so that you can ask each home care provider the, the same questions, and then this will help you determine which provider you're most comfortable with. It's a really valuable tool, and again, I'm offering that free of charge to anyone who would like a copy of that. All right, so if you're wanting to stay home, another thing that you can do, and I have to say I don't recommend this at all. For lots of reasons and lots of stories that I don't have enough time to share all of them. I might share one. Uh, but you can hire an individual. And, you know, I've heard of people. I think this is pure insanity. But, but I, I've heard of people putting uh, a uh, an ad in Craigslist. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Seriously, that you, oh boy, I would never do that. Uh, But some people do it. You can uh, hire a friend, uh, a friend of a friend, someone who used to care for someone you know. You can hire an individual and, uh, and, and pay them, you know, X dollars, whatever it is. But in my opinion, I just think you're taking a giant, unnecessary risk. So... What if they don't show up? I mean, they're just some some person you hired, you don't know them. Uh, they you know, they come to work for a few days and you're really counting on them because you have your own doctor's appointments or you have to go to the tax preparer or you have something just, just really important that you need to take care of and you're waiting on the caregiver and oh, well, they're not here. You give them 10 minutes, maybe there's car trouble. You give them half an hour, I wonder if they're showing up. And it's just no call, no show. They just literally don't show up. What are you gonna do? Leaves you in a major, major uh, potential, you know, potential negative situation there what if they steal something from you and it happens all the time this is extremely common they're in your house and what if they steal something from you or your parent that maybe you've you've hired someone and they're in your parent's home And they're taking care of them. And then the next day you realize, ooh, mother's ring is gone. Where did that go? Uh, Mother's valuable family heirloom of a pearl necklace or something that's just of sentimental value. You know, dad's purple heart is gone and you can't replace that. that. I mean, what if someone steals something from you? What are you going to do about it? This is a handshake cash kind of an arrangement what are you going to do what is your recourse now i heard the story this was directly from a home care uh, company owner so she owned the company she called and she said steve did you see the news and i said i did not and she said, go look it up online, and the story is online, but I, I watched it last night on the 10 o'clock news. She said, I knew I knew this guy from somewhere, and then it hit me, oh my goodness, I talked to him about a year ago about our agency, our company providing care for his mother in her home, and he called me back and said, hey, I think you're too expensive. I'm just going to hire some an individual and save some money. So she said, okay, all right, that's fine. Uh, I mean, what is she going to do? He had his mind made up. So this man was on the local 10 o'clock news, and he was interviewed. And he said he went to see his mother, and she just seemed out of sorts. She was uh, very debilitated. She could not... Speak. She could not communicate, but she could see and she understood everything. She was sharp. She could not talk. She could not communicate. So he said, you know, just something was off. And and, and this this he hired a lady, just an individual, and she was caring for his mom for about a year. He said, So I decided to put some cameras in the house just to see what was going on. He fully trusted this lady. She made a great impression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think you see where this is going. So he's watching the video camera and he sees the caregiver coming up from the basement and walking into his mom wearing her shirt. And he's like, well, wait a minute. How does she have... A top like that, that's that's one of mother's favorite tops that she likes to wear. She had gone down to the basement and just decided, oh, well, this is mine now, and took her top and put it on. What is far worse than that is she came up from out of the basement and went over to this sweet lady who depends on her for care, who cannot tell anyone, who can't communicate, but she understands thoroughly. And she said, ooh, I like your top. I think I'll keep it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how upset this lady was? She understood this This caregiver just stole her clothing. And now not only did she do that, but she's wearing it and kind of taunting this little lady who cannot speak for herself. So the son saw that. He also and that and the lady the the elderly lady receiving care she was extremely upset very very upset but couldn't communicate. He also saw the caregiver had stolen some other things, including cash. She had written some checks and got somehow got his mom to sign them, and then of course she cashed them, kept the money for herself. She did she did steal some jewelry, and she ended up stealing like ten or fifteen thousand dollars worth of. Uh, cash and and stuff from this lady. So he had a fully documented case, and then he took it to the police. And then the next day, when she shows up to be his be her caregiver, boom, they nabbed her. He had the video evidence, and they charged this lady with lots and lots of felonies: elder abuse, elder financial abuse, felony theft. Uh, it, check, uh, something to do with, uh, she didn't forge the check, but she forced the lady to sign the, ca- uh, the sign the check and then she kept the money. So uh, all, I mean, like about 15 years of prison time <laughs> is what this lady got for that. And then she ended up confessing to it. And then she said that she's done this her entire career. That was just the first time she got caught. So what if the person that you hired steal something from you that's a problem what if they leave you and file for unemployment i've heard stories of a caregiver uh, specifically it provided care for a couple after about a year they had a falling out she left filed for unemployment They said, well, what have you been doing for this last year? We don't have any records. Oh, I've been working for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and they pay me, uh, you know, X dollars per hour in cash. And they said, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, what's their address? Do you have their phone number? And uh, tax officials, knock, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, you owe taxes payroll taxes and employer based taxes for the last year in the amount of you know x dollars so all of a sudden their bargain turned out to be a nightmare what if this individual person that you hired to help you in your home what if they injure themselves on your property what if they fall down the stairs and break their arm or crack their head open out on the sidewalk or they just there's an injury is your homeowner's insurance going to pay for that? Because your homeowner's insurance would normally pay for that, but now you are an employer and they are an employee. So, do you have business liability insurance? Because let me tell you, uh, that's no guarantee that your homeowner's insurance is going to pay that claim. That's not something that you should uh, that you should um, risk at, at at that point. It, it may pay it, but there's a good chance that if they know the full situation, the full circumstances, that they may reject that claim. And now you have tens of thousands of dollars of medical and surger, surgical uh, costs, and and you, they could sue you for their injury and, and everything else. So uh, if you hire a home care company, you're going to pay them another $5 an hour, or maybe even a little more than that, but... You know, if if the caregiver doesn't show up, the home care company provides a backup, so they will take care of you. If they steal something from you, okay, the home care company has the liability insurance and the bonding, and they'll take care of that. Uh, if they pay all of the employer-based taxes, you don't have to worry about that. And if the 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 staff or the caregiver, the caregiving staff, if they injure themselves on your property, the home care company has, again, they are insured to take care of that. So guess what? You're not really saving five bucks an hour or eight bucks an hour. You're costing yourself money. It's a much, much better idea to hire a reputable, experienced home care provider to provide home care in your home. I would never hire an individual, but if you do, proceed at your own risk. And I'll have more coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So as discussed in the story at the top of the program, at some point, uh, uh, the daughter's mother needed 24-hour care, and the daughter was not able to provide that much help she just wasn't able to do it she still has you know family and kids at home and all that stuff so let's shift gears and talk about when do you consider moving from your home to a senior care community and in fact this is the most frequently asked question that i've answered uh, over the last 18 years since 2002. Steve we don't want to move too early we don't want to wait too late when should we move so I would say, you know, sometimes it's pretty obvious. So for this daughter, she was not able to keep up with the increasing demand of, of, of providing care for her mom, because that really increased up to a level of 24 hours per day, and she couldn't meet that need. Uh, sometimes there is a healthcare crisis, like someone has a stroke or a heart attack or falls and fractures a hip, and all of a sudden, boom, we have a game changer and it changes overnight. So, uh, sometimes it's pretty obvious, but usually it is not that obvious and I, so I like to say that uh, you know usually there could be a lot of gray area in there and you and you're kind of twisting and turning and oh gosh, I don't know what should we do? What should we do? Uh, so I like to say that the following issues, the following things should trigger that conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community. And number one is when we have a safety issue involved at home, when it's no longer safe to live at home, and someone could fall victim to financial abuse. Uh, elder elder financial abuse is real. Uh, it is grotesque and disgusting. I'll never understand it, but I you see about it and you hear about it uh, every day, and it's so common. It is. It's just horrible, and and unfortunately, it's not reported uh, nearly enough. But elder financial abuse, uh, another common one, leaving your stovetop burners on, and that's a, that's an easy one to take care of. But it has to happen before you're aware of it to address it. <laughs> so that's a major, major safety issues issue, especially if your your loved one has a gas stovetop burner. So they have a gas stovetop and oven. So that's even more dangerous than an electric one. Now you can turn off the power or the gas to to the oven and uh, into the stovetop and take care of it that way. But that is a major safety issue. Uh, another one is wandering away and not finding your way back home. That is related to Alzheimer's and dementia and cognitive decline. And that often triggers a silver alert And that is uh, someone who is, you know, over 65 and they've driven somewhere and they got lost. You know, my grandpa was uh, lived in Topeka with with grandma, and he was going to drive somewhere and come home. Well, he ended up clear over in Lawrence and lost his way. And uh, now they didn't have silver alerts back then. Today, that would have triggered a silver alert. So I was able to find him, and I got him back home and all that. But uh, sometimes these silver alerts, more often than not, it, it has a happy ending. Everything's okay. Sometimes they have tragic endings. So uh, if your loved one is, is wandering away or walking out of the building or out of the house and and they're not going to find their way back home, and worse yet, they drive off and, uh, and drive the, in the wrong way down the, the street, et cetera, et cetera, uh, this is a gigantic safety issue and you have to address that immediately. Uh, some that are maybe not quite as at the surface, maybe they're under the surface and not quite um, As a parent, not taking your medications properly. Sometimes someone will not take them at all, or maybe they'll take... 2 days worth of a blood pressure medication uh, at once and that and so we have that's a that's a safety issue uh, and then uh, injured at home frequent falls frequent hospitalizations all of those would fall into that category of when it is no longer safe to live at home then it's time to have that that should trigger the discussion of di- considering moving to your home to se- from your home to a senior care community all right, number two, I would call this a very close second, maybe a 1A. When the health and well being of the caregiver begins to decline. I'm gonna say that again, because I think that caught your attention. A lot of listeners right now are very aware that their mom's caring for their dad and she's getting tired. Or I've worked with lots of clients recently where dad's caring for mom and dad is completely worn out. Dad hasn't seen the doctor for the last two years, and he has his own medical issues that he's ignoring, and that is starting to cause him some problems. When the health and well-being of the caregiver is in decline, you must have that conversation. That cannot go on very long at all. We're talking about your emotional health, your mental health, your spiritual health, and of course, your physical health. So stress is an extremely powerful force. Unfortunately, I've seen this so many times where the crushing pressure and stress on the caregiver is so much that it causes them to pass away before the person they're caring for. They'll have a stroke, they'll have an unexpected heart attack, and they're they're done. And now you've just defeated the purpose. Because this person that you love so much and you care for, and you literally put everything else aside, aside to care for this person that you love so much to make sure they got everything they need, and now you're not here to make sure they get everything they need. You cannot let that go on very long. Number three, when the cost of in-home care becomes too expensive. So we talked about in-home care. I'm a huge, huge fan of of home care. And, And again, a lot of times someone can extend their stay at home by months or maybe even years just by having a home care provider come in for you know three or four hours, maybe once or twice, three times a week, uh, and, and that that's very affordable, very doable. But when your decline calls for 24 hour care, that can be pretty expensive. You're looking at right around $15,000 per month for 24 hour care And, and that can get pretty expensive. So maybe it's a financially driven decision that triggers that conversation to move to a senior care community for a lot less money than that. And then last but not least, when the care that you provide is just not enough, why not consider changing your role from the caregiver, that hands-on caregiver, to the care manager or or the care advocate? Meaning, uh, find a great place, a senior care community that can provide that 24-hour hands-on care, and then you can then uh, return back to your traditional role as the loving son or daughter or grandson or spouse and just manage the care. Speak for your loved one. Loved one, Make sure that they're receiving everything that they need. And, uh, and, and you can do that in return back to your normal or traditional role. Uh, now, if this sounds overwhelming, it is. If you need help finding the right senior care community, I would invite you to contact my firm, Senior Care Consulting, at 913-945-2800. or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. And we can help you find the right place and the best fit and make that whole process very, very simple. You noticed I didn't say easy because it's never easy, but we can help you through that process. And that process is very, very simple. And we can really, really help you out. So if you need help, give us a call. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here for Senior Care Live.